So I used to make the mistake of only doing it for the year ahead. Like it was like an extension of a New Year's resolution. Whereas your approach to goal setting, I learned so much from working with you because it's all connected to a bigger picture and it's all about, you know, aligning with who you actually are as a person. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by the absolutely gorgeous Georgia Kirk, known the world over as Gigi for that very reason. She is the owner of Right Business Results, and they are the team that make me look absolutely fabulous, do all my social media for me. They sort my podcasts and my blogs and my books. And if you want an organization that really gets you and really understands your way and puts you out there in the world, makes you look fabulous, then you need to get in touch with Right Business Results. That's as much as I know about her, except that she threw herself off a wall, broke a leg rather seriously a couple of years back and has been working through that. But over to you, Gigi. Tell us a little bit about Right Business Results, how goals fit into your life and fill in anywhere that I've missed off. Oh, thanks, Doug. Well, thank you for having me, first of all, GD, maybe. <laughs> I'll put that back. <laughs> that back over to you. No, thank you. It's really nice to be here. And what an introduction. Yeah, so I run Right Business Results and we work with business leaders to help them produce their business books. And we then also work with them on their marketing campaigns, specifically with blogs and other organic content. And I've been doing that for seven years. So yeah, so it's a pleasure to be, uh, to be here to talk to you about it today. Thank you. Well, it's good. Well, we'll make sure, obviously, that there's connections to you in the show notes. So anybody who sort of wants to think about writing a book or wants some help with that sort of stuff, they'll be able to get in touch with you. But this is a goal setting, goals do come true podcast. So I'm going to start off with, do you have any big, hairy, audacious goals that you're working on at the moment? <laughs> so I feel like my day-to-day business life is one big, hairy, audacious goal, to be honest. it's uh, I think any entrepreneur will understand that. On a personal level, do you know what? I'm about to book in my next climbing lesson, which will be my first time back on a climbing wall since the accident you mentioned, which was two years ago in January. So that's that's a scary one. That'll be happening later this month. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have psychological issues with that, I'm sure. Yeah, well, um, this time I'll be using harnesses, Doug, and an instructor, yeah, which is... Yeah, please cool. do. Please do. We can't have you sort of doing all your work whilst your leg is in like a massive metal framework. No, um, I don't yeah. intend on going back there. <laughs> well, especially, especially now as we can go on holiday and stuff like that, which of course you couldn't, you know, two years ago. So, so it didn't really matter. Although it probably hurt. <laughs> it hurt a lot. But I didn't get FOMO, you're right, because it was the same year as the pandemic and we went into lockdown after eight weeks. So uh, it was. It, it, it does every year to have your leg in frame. It was 2020, wasn't it? Let's face it. Okay, so big, hairy, audacious goals then. So what are you working on? I mean, tell us a, bit, a little bit about your business because, you know, I know you started off, well, you're a big, avid book reader. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the big thing about it. And that's what really got you going in that respect, you know. So how did it turn into your organization's getting bigger and bigger now? Mm. And you're working with more and more people and there be, you know, there's some more high profile people coming through on mm-hmm. things. But 
what you know what has the future got for you <laughs> so you're right in that I'm, a, I'm a, just a kind of bookworm at heart really and and i've always loved just the written words since i was a child you know and i just used to pour over books when i was little and my seventh birthday present was a typewriter at my own request because i wanted to write stories like you i love to keep goals lists I remember writing my first one as a teenager and I used to do it every year towards the end of the year. I'd write my goals for the year ahead and I'd kind of really decorate, you know, like in like teenage girls fashion, gold pen, little like things around the corners of the pages and that kind of thing. I remember when I was 18, my one was that I would write a book someday and it wasn't for another 12 years that I set up a company that writes books every day for, you know, for others. And, and I've done one of my own, doing my second at the moment. So, but when I first started this six and a half years ago, you know, I, I was the the person asking the, the author the questions and I was the editor and, and I was the proofreader. And one of my best friends was the designer. And you're right, in that time, there are now, well, there were four in the core team and we work with another 15 freelancers on a kind of week in, week out basis, all in very specific roles. And really, when I look forwards, what we, we, we love nonfiction. So first of all, we're a publishing support business, not a publisher, which is very unusual for a small business in the publishing field, right? Because normally you're a publisher because that's recurring revenue. And what I really wanted to do was kind of turn that a little bit on its head. And, and I thought, what if I could create a model that was financially viable, but that wasn't the only point to it. Like, what if it's not, oh, well, I like books and I want a business in publishing. So I'll just pop up a business that that kind of follows this model. What if there's a way to reimagine it without completely reinventing the wheel? And so that was the first, uh, the first thing is it, it's quite a, it's quite a goal to have a, you know, a, a business that I want to keep growing and, you know, make a, a kind of a dominant business in, in the publishing support space that doesn't follow the kind of typical model. But what it's enabled me to do is put the focus back onto the, the authors to say what really matters to authors. And actually it boils down to business authors. It boils down to two main things, which I'm sure you would reinforce that, which is, yeah, it's exactly endorsed, which is, you know, when it really matters. Why would you sort of put time and energy and budget behind having a business book and, and kind of one that you want to work for your business? And it's going to be because you want high quality content that'll help build a profile, a reputation, lead to brand awareness in a credible, intelligent way. So it's the quality content, but it's also then what that content does. How does it lead to growth on a, not just a personal level, but a commercial one as well? And so that, that's really kind of what the goal I'm working on now is the business, its foundations are all in place. We've got an amazing team and we love the work that we do. We're incredibly passionate about the, you know, the content that we get to to work with. Some really exciting business owners, really exciting businesses to create. But the goal is taking that out to the masses now and and really, you know, making more of a name for ourselves in the publishing world. So world domination, basically. Just world domination. Yeah, that's it. That's it. World domination in a climbing world. (laughs) That's all I asked for. (laughs) You know, I have to say, I, I've, I've written two books, but with your help, there's no way I could have these on the Amazon site without the support. And also it was relatively straightforward. The way that you put it together made it very, very simple and straightforward for me to get involved on a Colby system. I'm a, a very low follow through. So if it was left to me to do it, there would be absolutely no chance that I would have either of my books out there in the world. So, so you know, thanks and undying gratitude to Write Business Results and GG for all of that. But it is developing other things. And this is the thing that I didn't 
necessarily appreciate. I mean, I'm on a journey now, you know, having the first book out, which was really for my peers. And then we've re-engineered that book into Think Simple, Win Big, which is more generic. So it's, it's more support for entrepreneurs that need to know what the fundamentals are. And basically, you know, it's, it's 30 years of self-employment distilled into a manual. But, you know, the thing is, I couldn't see that. And that's the other beauty of what you've been able to do for me is create something that now I'm immensely proud of to start with. But it's like, well, I couldn't see that coming. That's the thing. And that's the amazing bit about it. And then wrapped around that, we now have the podcasts, which I think we're up to coming close to 90 episodes, which is quite amazing. And again, with low follow through, how has that happened? You know, so that's, that's quite incredible. And then, then they turn it into blogs for me, which is going to be the next book. So it is a one-stop shop in that respect in so much as right. I'd say turn up, spend 20 to 30 minutes chatting to amazing people from across the world. And then all of that content goes out and my bit's done. What I love about it is that you really get me, you know, when the extra stuff goes out there, I can feel me in it. And in fact, one of my old friends, I mean, we haven't seen each other in 15 years and he read my book and he was going, oh my God, it's like you're sat there with me in the same room. He could feel my presence, even though it was like 15 years. So that's, I think that is the incredible thing about what it is that you guys do. You know, you really, really got that nailed. But anyway, this is about you, not about me, but I suppose it is about us and stuff like that. But okay. So on the goal side of things, do you write things down or have you got an app that you use? Well, a bit of both. So I really love indulging in in my goal setting, Doug. I'm sure you'd be proud of me. So I start my goal setting. So I chunk it up into like kind of annual goals, but I have a I have longer term things that I want to want to kind of achieve. So I I try to kind of not limit my thinking in terms of, oh, what am I going to do for the year ahead? Because that's where that's still in the weeds of life, isn't it? You know, you think, what do I want to achieve? in general, and it might be a 50-year, 20-year or a 10-year kind of goal, that's fine. But So I always have that kind of in the front of my mind and that's written down. But what I do is probably around like October, maybe early November, I'll start talking about to myself what that looks like for the year ahead. And I really like, there are several versions of that that get scrunched up, thrown in the bin, another one. Really like to kind of make it very articulate and I like to give my years a theme and to keep me on track. But interestingly, I've usually kind of forgotten that by this this point in the year. Like if you ask me what my theme is this year, I, I can't really remember, but I've just come up with a new one, which is simplification. You know what I mean? So I know that the year evolves. I just need to be started off in the right way. And that's kind of how I like to approach it. But it is very important to me that I go back to it at least every two, three months. And what I don't have that I probably should do is have it, you know, have them all written out right there in front of me. But I also love the app called Accomplish and there's an app called Wanderlist. And I like using both of those as well. So the Accomplish app reminds me of my annual goal every day. It sets it up like a vision board and then it sends you notifications with what you set out to achieve. So anyway, anything that reminds me, anything that helps me visualize, I think it's important to live and breathe your goals as much as you can so that you're always aligning what you do with them. I like that. So it will live and breathe them. Okay. But it sounds like you've been goal setting like forever. I'm mean, going to say forever, but you're still a youngster, so it's not forever. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, but you, you know, from, from 18, you said. 
that you've been younger. Right? I'm been probably, younger. probably 13, 14 when I remember writing up my first list, but I didn't used to understand it. So I used to make the mistake of only doing it for the year ahead. Like it was like an extension of a new year's resolution. Right. Whereas your approach to goal setting, I learned so much from working with you because it's all connected to a bigger picture and it's all about, you know, aligning with who you actually are as a person. So you don't just, because the temptation is to pluck something out of obscurity, isn't it? I want to, you know, impact a billion people. I want to make a million pounds. In fact, making a million was one of your original 10 goals, but that was realistic. And that was also a smart goal. It was realistic and achievable for you based on other factors. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the component I used to miss. And it was, it was years before I would, I would realize that I needed to add that back in. And it's only been in my thirties. I've got more in touch with them. Um, proper goal setting and working with you, Doug, has definitely helped me with that and definitely enabled that. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Very true. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you don't mind me just spending a few moments to tell you about my new book. I'm very excited. It's called Think Simple, Win Big, How to Build the Business of Your Dreams with a Few Simple Goals. And it's a rewrite of my original book, Goals Do Come True. And it's especially available for entrepreneurs, either new entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to get the fundamentals right with their business. So if you are interested in getting your hands on a copy, go to my website, www.dougbennett.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. So you mentioned something a few minutes ago when you were saying about your content coming to life and how you have no follow through. And so you find it amazing. It's not just 90 episodes, it's 90 consistent weekly episodes of your show, which is phenomenal. Two books and a business and a whole model of delivery that's being built around this content. And you pointed out two really key things, which I think are both relevant to goal setting. One is with no follow through, you know, it's like, a, it's like you have this classic entrepreneurial profile, right? And, and so when you know you have no follow through, why do so many businesses who also, business owners who also have no follow through, repeatedly put themselves into a position where they feel they have to do everything? You know, it's that, it's that inner kind of soloist that, that we all have that you're very good at, you know, what that person, that internal person looks like. And you channel them when it's needed, but you you bring in other resources when they're needed. And I think that's really key because with goal setting, some of your goals are huge, big, hairy, audacious goals. It's not reasonable to assume, I don't think, that someone can achieve those single-handedly. But also, point that, that I don't know if you made directly, but you're extremely good at collaboration. And like, we love working with you. The whole team loves working with you. And, you know, we've worked together for what, three, over three years, maybe coming up to four to have that kind of relationship and and to get on so well and to have such a positive relationship, actually, it's not always going to be smooth. You know, we've there have been times where something, I'm very, very big on process, but maybe something as people have come in or as the business has grown, you've been there and you've seen that and you've seen the growing pains as well as the growing successes. But your collaborative nature is what's it's just a constant enabler to get the best out of the people that you have on your team. And, you know, the right business results team are the Doug Bennett team. So I think that that's really key. So I don't know, maybe can I ask you a question about your goal setting and how you collaborate, like how that factors into your ability to constantly achieve things? Well, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit flippant. Okay. I, I'm going to say I'm lazy. <laughs> 
And and then then I think about that and it's like right okay let's let's so I've I've got the two books and I'm do the podcast and then I've got my financial services business I've got wills and trust business which also does lifestyle financial planning and cash flow modeling now starting to do some coaching for secretly struggling entrepreneurs it's is that's my thing it's like there's people out there that on the face of it everything looks good but they need some help. And it's like the the content of Think Simple Win Big, there's a good essence, a good foundation for anybody in business. So, you know, I want to help people and that's where we're working together on that sort of thing. I'm also the chair of the board of trustees for a, a charity. I've got two Harley Davidsons, which I love to get out on. I don't want to work Fridays. And obviously I've got a very understanding wife because for me to be able to do all of those things. But the only way that I can do all of those things is by immediately saying, that's not my skill, delegate it. And to trust where I'm delegating. And that's a very, very important thing. But also as part and parcel of that, and I think it's a lot, a lot of people need to understand this. You can be a nice person or you can be an asshole, right? <laughs> and it's a choice. It's a choice. And there's a lot of people out there in the world that choose to be not so nice. Yeah. And, you know, they think they've got to throw their weight around and all the, the other bits and pieces to get things done. And that is not the way at all. Also, when you, anyone who's worked with an asshole will know that for some reason it is for the asshole that everything goes wrong. All the things that they are not nice about tend to then be the things that crop up because whether it's that they attract it it's all they go on about or whether it's that they scrutinise to an unreasonable degree and therefore all they see because they are also negative is the worst and the be- But there's something about, you know, that way of behaviour, it will never, ever, ever get the best out of the people around you, ever. No one wants to work with someone who's just badgering and complaining and and doesn't appreciate their strengths and skills. But you do have a knack. You do have a special way of doing it. You know, you do have a... being an arsehole. (laughs) It did sound like that, but I didn't say (laughs) Really? I do my best. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're definitely, definitely not in that camp. But it's the nature of collaboration, isn't it? Like you just, you just articulate what you want people to do for you and you trust that it's the right people on the case and you let them do it. And it's just so simple, but you know, it's hard, I think, for people to let go to that degree. And I joked about it and was flippant, but it's like, well, why delegate if you're going to sit on top of people uh-huh. to make sure that it's right? Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the early days, right? Put the stuff out there, challenge people to do things, you know, make make a few observations, make them very, very nicely. You know, you don't need to be coming down on people in, in any kind of a aggressive manner. And then because you're nice, <laughs> right, they want to make everything right for you. So all of a sudden, they take a little bit more care. Mm-hmm. They look at things a little bit more carefully as if it is their own piece of work that they're doing for you. Whereas if you're aggressive or on their case all the time, all they want to do is get it off their desk. And that's where the mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. So you're right in so much as it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're horrible about things, then it's just all going to compound on you. And, and, and I've seen that in, in life. I've 
I've had the occasional client slip through the net that, you know, has come my way and, and they've been very, very demanding. And somebody once said, once a messer, always a messer. <laughs> right. But that was a kind way of putting it. All right. And, you know, we can use arsehole, but that's it. People are like that, but they attract all of that stuff. And you said it, they attract all of that stuff and things go wrong for them. And it's a choice. It's a simple yeah. choice. You know, you can choose to be nice. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, you know, in, especially in business, there's a stereotype around being too nice. And actually, I think that that's, it's a bit of a secret ingredient that's not to be underrated, like the power of being nice and what it enables you to attract. Just being an open person, just telling people what you hope for and what you expect and the way that you like to work and what your values are and how you, you know, just sharing that information without any judgment or waiting, just, just, you know, so that they working on the positive assumption that people actually want to help you and want to see you succeed. You know, it's really empowering. And I think in terms of goal setting, it's really important. Yeah. I mean, the world is, you know, is, it's conspiring for you. Yes. <laughs> not, not against you. Yes, just, well, it just conspires for you. So it's, it's, but it does. Even with the accident, I have to think. You know, I couldn't. That that was not in my plan. Twelve days into twenty twenty, you know, to end up. I mean, I couldn't walk for for most of that year, and I wasn't sure whether I would lose part of my leg at first. You know, there was literally construction surgery, and I spent over a month in hospital and all that kind of thing. But even even something on that level, I can see how it happened for me rather than to me, because what it gave me was it stripped away my entire life to the point where I had to think, well, what can I do? Because there was a period of time where I couldn't move and I couldn't do anything for myself. And so what could I do? Well, I could still speak, think and type. And I realised that was all I needed to run my business. It was what I needed to keep in touch with the people I love. When I was in hospital, it was, you know, it, it was, I, I was still me. You know, it, it didn't really, everything else would be just a process of healing and recovery and life would go on at the end of it. And it, and it is amazing when you have things seemingly taken from you, what's left is really what's there at the core. And it was everything I needed, you know? So, so I thought even if the worst happens and my life couldn't go back to the way it had been before the accident, that actually I still had, it kind of would, I still had everything. I still had people I love and I still had my purpose and I still have my business. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think goals actually have physically having goals. Yeah will help you overcome so much. Yes, it does. You know, I, I think it needs to be, it needs to be shared and ingrained in people, you know, considerably younger. And I think, you know, they say, oh, well, you know, you've got to be a certain type of person. But really, you know, just anybody can think about bettering themselves. Yeah. And, and you know, if you start thinking about bettering yourself, then the information that you need to better yourself comes available. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, 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 it just happens. So, I mean, obviously we, we go back years and we could talk all day long, but you've, you know, we've got other stuff to deal with a little bit later. So I'm going to ask you for a goal setting, Georgia Kirk nugget. It's something that we haven't touched on before but it's something that the whole world needs to know about goal setting, according to you. Oh, do you know what? I've got, I've got it. So a few years ago, I decided after I'm someone who has a tendency to put other people first before myself. And it was like brand new information to me when I was working in business coaching in my late twenties, that whole an analogy of putting your oxygen mask on before, you know, so that you can serve with your energies. 
your cup's full and you know, all of that. And I made a deal with myself after a particularly hard time in my early 30s to only ever do things that I want to do, <laughs> to be completely selfish, but in a nice way, because I'm, you know, what there's no need to, everyone thinks that being selfish is a really negative thing, but only ever do things that I want to do. And so when it comes to goal setting, only just be completely selfish. Don't factor in your spouse or your, you know, your, I don't know, your, your housemate or or your kids, children. Yeah. You know, your pets, you can't because you lose yourself. Then it's not for you and it's not a real goal. And I don't think it's then as achievable or it can't be a smart goal in that case. That's for them. And it's probably not even something they want. So it doesn't even make sense to do it. So I would just, you know, challenge. It's, it's really, really, really helped me in my life. And it's really worked for me because it's helped me to become a more fulfilled, happier person right in at my call. And therefore I can be there for, for others through my business, you know, clients, team. There are so many different responsibilities. So I would just say be totally, unashamedly selfish down from the biggest thing right down to the smallest thing and just start practicing it in everyday life. Oh, should we go here? No, if you don't mind, I don't, I don't really feel like it. Just try it. And I honestly think it's the key, <laughs> the key to contentment. There we go. And that's why we asked that question without letting anybody know that it's coming because some really seriously good stuff comes out from that. So be selfish. I read that in a book somewhere or some other previous guest said it as well. So, you know, if it's coming up and it's a little bit of a theme, I would agree with that because sometimes we do stuff and it's like, we don't really want to be there. And so you don't enjoy it. And it's not like, tell your face sometimes that you're enjoying things, you know, it, it just comes through, doesn't it? Yeah, so you'll like, never be your best work. If you don't want to be where you are, you're never going to be there for, in your best way anyways. There's no point. No. So there we have it, folks. Be selfish. Okay. If you need help with a book, if you want to consider getting a podcast sorted and also making sure that it lasts because most podcasts last about seven weeks, most people think, you know, they're going to make a fortune out of this. And I have to tell you, you don't, but it's coming. That's the thing around me now is lots of collateral, if you like. You know, so that's the thing. But if you need help in a book, podcasts, blogs, and there's other stuff coming, isn't there? But I mean, that would be your starting point. That's what you're famous for, if we'd like to say it, right? Business results. So that's it. Reach out to Georgia. We're going to make sure that all the stuff is in the show notes and there'll be extra stuff in the show notes because obviously her team are going to make sure that everything that's possible in there. And I think you've got a scorecard and, okay. and other bits and pieces. Downloads. We've got all sorts. Yeah, there'll all be a sorts of stuff. content bundle in the show notes. Okay. So we'll make sure that that's available. But Georgia, thank you very much for joining me, for bailing me out when I'm a bit short on, <laughs> on episodes. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 